Hello, hello. This is the Cornfield. Happy New Year. I'm Jamie Beeman. It's been quite a while since my last podcast episode. This is partly because well, I've been struggling with how to respond to the October 7th pogrom in Gaza and the Jew-hating that has proliferated at Harvard and on other college campuses around the country. I decided to record this podcast version of my most recent essay on the Cornfield Substack, because I not only wanted to speak what I had written so folks can hear my tone of voice, but also so that listeners can hear the actual audio quotes of some of the people that I feature in the essay. If you haven't subscribed to my Substack, please do so at jamesbeeman.substack.com. And if this podcast episode resonates with you, please be sure to like it and share it. And now, an open letter to Jen Oside Z. There's a strange fetish you Zoomers have for redefining words, picking over terms and colloquialisms for sinister, racist, double entendre assigning to benign, everyday greetings, inhuman, malevolent roots. There's a TikToker who tries to sell us that the universal salutation, good morning, originates with sadistic slave owners coming to gloat the day after a slave has been killed. It was really a mockery towards black slaves, making fun of what they did to their people when someone was hung, killed, or sold off to a different plantation. So that was their way of being funny. Did you have a good morning? Did you have a good cry about that person's death? Did you have a good cry about your daughter being taken away from you and sold off somewhere else? Did you have a good cry of your brother being hung yesterday? That was their way of being funny. Good morning. Good morning. Good M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Right. Yeah. You guys are sick. You are the same people who can't even be in the same zip code with a word that sounds like another more triggering word without spiraling out. On YouTube and other platforms, community guidelines ban the actual term for taking one's own life. We all have to say that we're talking about unaliving oneself. You require trigger warnings about that before seeing Romeo and Juliet. That word and a lexicon of other taboo terms you deem harmful, violent. But you know which word seems like low-key fair game to you? The term you guys love to toss around like confetti? Genocide. Okay, Zoomer, I'll play your silly little provenance game. Here's a few facts about the word genocide. Genocide. Noun. A term coined in 1944 by a lawyer named Raphael Lemkin, a refugee Polish Jew who was on the legal team that prepared the Nuremberg Trials, where Nazi war criminals were tried for the mass extermination of Jews. Lemkin concluded, after searching for an appropriate word, that there were no existing terms adequate to encompass the magnitude of the evil, methodical annihilation that the Nazis perpetrated. 
Lemkin derived genocide from the Greek root genos, or race, and side, a killing. The word describes a discrete type of coordinated, systematic destruction of an entire race, nation, or tribe. Yep, that's right. The slaughter of Jews and genocide are literally synonymous. So, uh, tell me again, Claudine Gay, in which context the calling for the genocide of the Jews is not hate speech or an incitement to anti-Semitic violence? I'll wait. Oh, have you seen this TikTok nightmare named Aurora Birdie Bird? A gender non-conforming scold with a peach fuzz testosterone mustache who likely transitioned from angry white she-her from the suburbs who never knew her father. Sorry, their father. Birdie yammers at us that we are in seventh stage trans genocide. We are in the seventh level of genocide out of ten. Birdie recommends that you should call your trans friends and offer to do their groceries for them or their laundry or just give them some money because seventh stage trans genocide. Oh, and hey, this is so fire. Birdie started reading the Quran. I just started reading the Quran and I am so excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I believe in Allah. <laughs> I guarantee you, Bertie, Allah does not believe in you. Genocide. How dare you fling about a word like that and spew such a stupid and pernicious lie? Your reckless idiocy belittles the actual anti-trans violence and abuse that need addressing. Your tasteless clickbait garbage is disgusting and inflammatory. I lived through a genocide, Birdie. It was called AIDS. When I was a college kid just coming out, an entire generation of gay men died all around me as the government did nothing because who cared about queers? That's a genocide, Birdie. And okay, okay, technically gay men may not be a race, but we're a pretty fucking righteous tribe. And our tribe got pretty fucking genocided during the AIDS crisis. But I digress. Let's get back to the Jews. Let's talk race. Let's explore the genos part of genocide. I recently got into a comment thread kerfuffle online about Whoopi Goldberg's infamous Holocaust rant on The View and her ignorant insistence that Jews are white. The Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about what race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but it's not, it's not about race. But these are two Roma. white groups of people. Jews are not white. 
The blowhard who engaged me in this heated comment thread palaver was incapable of grasping that, yes, Judaism is a religion, but whether or not you practice the religion, if you're born Jewish, you're Jewish. We are a well-delineated racial ethnic population. Genetics defines us as such. My mother was a first-generation American, the daughter of immigrant Eastern European Jews. Her DNA test came back 97% Ashkenazi. For a genuinely brilliant and perfectly articulated explanation as to why Jews are not white, this is the heroic Jewish-Israeli rights activist Rudy Rachman. Let me say this clearly. Jews are not white. Race in itself is a social construct that was created to divide people for economic, political, or social gain. But in today's political language, we must understand what it means. Being white is way more than just a skin color. It refers to a status and an origin. Jews come in all colors. And although some Jews with a European experience may have lighter skin pigmentation, Jews, no matter where they were displaced to, do not originate from those places. Even if we take Ashkenazi Jews with their European experiences, not origins, their culture, identity, history, DNA, language, traditions, aspirations, and everything that makes them a Jew originates from the Levant, not Europe. Jews that lived in Europe for the past 2,000 years were never treated as white. Jews were barred from owning lands, could not participate in agrarianism, and were constantly persecuted and massacred for being Jewish. So what makes Jews white? Well, the argument used today is that Jews may not be white, but that they have white privilege. Yes, some Jews may be white passing, but to make a generalizing statement like that completely minimizes our experiences. Ask any white supremacist what their enemy number one is, and they will most likely tell you the Jews. Now, to be fair... Whoopi apologized and admitted her mistake, but there's plenty of resentment of Jews in communities of color. I'm writing another piece on that subject, so stay tuned for that. But let me be clear. Anti-Semitism is racism, full stop. So, you uh, queers for Palestine? I'm wondering if it's possible for you to imagine the pain and emotional upset that a sign carried in a pro-Hamas rally, say, on the Harvard Quad, equating Israel with the Nazis might bring to a Holocaust survivor, or say, their grandchild or great-grandchild, who might be attending Harvard alongside you. I mean, I thought you were the sensitivity police. You know, the activists who define speech as violence and demand safe spaces. Oh, wait, what was that? Oh, oh, right, right. Safe for some people, but not others. Gotcha. I guess that's why Jewish students have filed a lawsuit against Harvard, characterizing the venerated college as, quote, a bastion of rampant anti-Jewish hatred and harassment. Unquote. Now, I know ignorance is all the rage amongst you kids. Uh, no, you're not kids. You're adults. Privileged adults attending an elite school. 
Ignorance may be a reason for your misguided activism, but it's not an excuse. And I'm not talking about the history of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict or whether or not there should be a state of Israel. I'm not talking about whether Israel has shown proportional response to what happened on October 7th. I'm talking about the worst atrocity committed against Jews since the Holocaust and what you're doing in response to it. But I understand that you don't really have a memory of, say, Charlottesville. You may not have seen the Tiki Torch boys chanting, Jews will not replace us, as they marched across the University of Virginia campus. Or the events of the next day's Unite the Right rally, which turned into a free-for-all of white nationalists, neo-Nazis, and counter-protesters rioting in the streets. Or the car driven by one of the far-right extremists, plowing into a crowd of protesters and killing a young white girl, an idealistic leftist activist named Heather Heyer. And all this over monuments to Confederate generals being torn down. You know, I still haven't worked out how the Jews had anything to do with Robert E. Lee, but... Anti-Semites don't need an excuse to hate. You know, the Tiki Torch boys were pretty creepy. But you pro-Hamas queers for Palestine goons take the prize. On October 7th, 2023, you leapt into action with breathless speed, immediately blaming Israel for the hellscape playing out in Gaza in that infamous letter of yours just from a decency standpoint. You couldn't even wait a day before blaming the innocents that were massacred in that hideous pogrom for bringing it on themselves? You know, I realize you people have no memory of 9-11. It may as well be the Middle Ages. You have no connection with the horror of that Islamic terror attack on our country. The destruction the slaughter of thousands, the chronic and deadly illnesses plaguing the first responders, doctors, the workers at Ground Zero. See, I was here in New York City that day and the days that followed. The terrorist maniacs who perpetrated that atrocity declared that they'd committed it righteously against all Americans because we choose our leaders so to those animals, we're all guilty. And you guys have the goal to get on TikTok and rhapsodize over Osama bin Laden? <laughs> for clicks and likes, you show such contempt for your country? To disrespect and torment survivors, courageous people who bore witness to a Catastrophe, and who will cope with that trauma for the rest of their lives. Your hatred of America, which you engage in recreationally, offends me. It offends a lot of other people as well on all sides of the political spectrum. You know what I think? 
I think you should be locked in a room and forced to listen to the stories of the families of the victims on those planes, in those towers, at the Pentagon. Because the terrorists who slaughtered them on our home ground, well, they were freedom fighters, too. You should be strapped to seats and forced, like in Stanley Kubrick's A Clockwork Orange, to view the video recorded and live-streamed gleefully by the animals who savaged those concert-goers in Gaza. You may be too far gone, so detached from reality that you can't feel another human being's pain and anguish. I pity you. Where's your fucking humanity? The Hitler Youth Movement, although better groomed than you, remind me a lot of you guys. Another righteous mob of psychopaths deciding which races can stay and which have to go. So, you know what, Jen Oside Z? I'm done with you. You're garbage people. But, but, I say this with full conviction, Americans like me believe in free speech for all. You only believe in it for yourselves. You're hypocrites. You're morally bankrupt. You're opportunistic and manipulative. Your lack of humanity in the immediate wake of horrors perpetrated against innocence, children, women, other human beings, the zeal with which you leap to blame the slain for their own senseless rapes, mutilations, deaths. Yeah, no, I'm done with you. You demand that I respect your identity, that I respect your pronouns, your triggers, your traumas. You don't comprehend the meaning of respect. I will pay you the courtesy I extend to all my fellow humans. See, I'm a good Jewish boy. I was brought up that way. I'm also an American, and I believe in this country's values, so I will exercise a lost American value. Tolerance. But respect? <laughs> yeah. No. And... For anyone not tuned in to what's happening, what's playing out on those college campuses and in the streets of our cities, in front of our eyes, history repeating in subtle and unsubtle ways. I'll quote Heather Heyer's last words, posted on her Facebook page. If you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. 